Welcome to the Book Smarts Business Podcast. Conversations with business expert authors to learn about the author, their expertise, and to help you find your next read. And now, here's your host, best-selling author and CEO of Influence Network Media, Jody Brandsetter. Jim, welcome to the Booksmarts Business Podcast. I am excited to talk about Powerhouse, but before we talk about the book, I want to get to know you better. So tell me kind of who you are and what you do. Thanks, Jody. I appreciate it. I'm super excited to be here and part of the Powerhouse group. So the quick bio on Jim Diebold is my wife and I are actually from St. Louis originally, but we have been in Cincinnati for over 20 years now and work transferred me here. I have a traditional corporate background where I was working my way up the corporate ladder. And in that process, after about 15 years of doing that, I had an opportunity to become a business owner. I was doing the exact same thing I did in corporate America, which is a very common path, learn something and then say, well, gee, I can do this myself. And then so branch off, I had a partner and we had two handfuls of employees and found myself working 50, 60 hours a week, really, really fast. And I was not present. I missed my son's events, all the traditional small business owner stories from hell, so to speak. And after about five years, we closed that business. And I found myself trying to figure out what I was going to do next. I knew I knew a lot of things because I had this big experience from both corporate America and business ownership. And I had to figure out how I was going to leverage those. And I decided to join the focal point team. I've been a business coach for over two years now. Most amazing thing that I have ever done. Most rewarding thing that I've ever done. Tell me a little bit more about what type of coaching you do for businesses. Are you niche or do you work with companies at a certain level or tell us a little bit more about that? It's a great question. So as I did for myself, as I would do for my clients, that's who is your ideal client? And what was interesting for me though, is I started in February of 20, right before March of 20 became on everyone's TV. And so my ideal clients kind of closed their doors and they all went working from home and they weren't making investments in what people would normally call kind of an extra expense. So I found myself doing a boatload of networking in different networking groups, including chambers of commerce and And I just kind of went to town and had to start gaining clients. So I actually had clients anywhere from solopreneurs to eight-figure businesses and everything in between just by virtue of getting my name out there. I would say that it's settled quite a bit now over the last two plus years. And the trades I relate to extremely well because my background is the electrical business. So I dealt with a lot of electrical contractors. And so I understand what they go through from a technician place to a project manager in place to a quotations area. I get their flow. But also in that for organizations, sales is my background, even though I'm an electrical engineer by degree. So I love to overanalyze things is what that means. I'm big in sales. So I really get to dig in and help organizations tweak their sales processes and help them scale faster than they thought they could. I'm sure that also benefits the trades too, because when you have a trade, a lot of times you're just kind of focused on what you do and you don't really think about what's my sales strategy? How am I supposed to build this business up? Or how am I supposed to hire people to help me continue to make that company successful? 
That's a great point. There are a number of organizations, not specific to trades, but because they tend to be some of our busier businesses, as long as the phone is ringing, the assumption is life is good. But then when you get a lull, there aren't processes in place or foundational components that are ready to roll to kind of flatten the curve is now the popular term, right? But kind of keep things more even keel. So the ones that want to be more strategic and intentional about how their phone is ringing and why their phone is ringing are the ones that we really get along well together. Now, I want to talk a little bit about first, why you decided to join Powerhouse. So I know that this is an amazing group of experts to help businesses succeed. What drew you to bringing yourself into the Powerhouse group and writing this chapter? So what's interesting is being in BNI, I have heard about your collective books for a little while now. And what's really cool about the powerhouse topics is that they are top three things that all business owners need to know. It's 10 things jammed into the top three things that all business owners need to know or be conscious of or be working on. And I get a question fairly regularly about, well, why do I need a coach? What's important about a coach? And so all I do is topically describe some benefits of having a business coach inside of an organization. And not just that, but I went a little deeper and got some statistics for folks who are more statistics driven instead of story driven to help them understand that like this is a real thing and it can make a huge impact in your business. So I'm excited to be a part of that kind of holistic approach to helping business owners in this powerhouse book. It really feels like there is someone who can help in all avenues of what a business owner would need from the coaching like you, but then there's also the CPA, the fractional CFO, there's the marketing, there's the IT guy. I mean, I felt like I could just take this book and read it and be able to help me as a business owner be more successful by learning from the chapters, but also being able to connect with individuals like yourself. I appreciate that and 100% accurate. So for me, part of the value I bring is not just how I engage with the client, but as I get to know the authors better, they become tools for me, for my clients, or even for non-clients for that matter. Because as a coach, as I'm digging into challenges inside of an organization, eventually somebody's going to come up with a CPA challenge. Maybe their current one retired, maybe their current one's not doing as good of a job as they'd like. I'm not a CPA, but Joyce Gundling, who is writing a chapter in this book is someone that I can refer people to. Actually, no Joyce. So this book also helps me help other clients and even non-clients, like I said. It's so powerful to be able to go into a potential customer or client and show them your book. But I feel like it's 10 times more powerful when that book has nine other experts that can help them. It makes you that connector for them. And that's kind of like what you're talking about when you're learning about the companies you're coaching, you see areas of you know concern and you can connect them. And then you feel really confident because you know who they are, you know what their service, their focus is. And you know you can even introduce them through the book and say, hey, go read Joyce's chapter and see if you relate. And then I can connect you to her. You know, what's great about that, Jody, is I keep telling people to stop spending two hours on Google reading reviews. Call me first, take 15 seconds to send me a text and ask me if I know someone in a profession. And the answer is probably yes. And I will give you trusted resources. I'll save you an hour and a half or an hour and 45 minutes of your life reading reviews on stuff. So yeah, I I take time management pretty seriously. 
I love that because I sometimes Google too much myself and I have a business partner, Melanie, who knows everyone. So I should always just text her and say, who's your person? Like, let me connect. Absolutely. (laughs) Now, what would you say is maybe one of the biggest pitfalls that maybe a business owner has with kind of grasping the idea of having a coach? Like, What do you see that gets in their way and how can they get out of their way to say, yes, this is something I need? That is a really good question. And I will tell you that it's usually a lack of understanding of what a coach does. And what I mean by that more specifically is my partner and I, we were smart guys. We came from the industry that we started our business in. So for all intent and purpose, well, we actually did have a pretty strong business. We were just miserable doing it. But the point is we're smart people and we tend to hire smart people. So what do I need a coach for? What's a coach going to actually do for me? And if we really come at it objectively from the standpoint of look at all of the industries, especially sports, for example, where they're expected to have coaches, not only to get to say a professional level, but stay at a professional level, you need someone outside of yourself to be objective to say, that's not how it works. Or they're might be a better way? Or how did you come up with that idea? What changed? All of these different things to help someone get out of their own way. So it's not a sign of weakness in business to have someone, an objective person asking you questions to help you unstuck yourself, right? It's a sign of, I want to get better faster than I can do it by myself. I've started to read The Big Leap and I feel bad because I don't know who the author is. But one of the things they talk about is that there's these different zones and that your goal should to get to your zone of genius. So that's where you have the excellence, but also you have the passion. Because then there's also zone of excellence, which is like, you can do that in your sleep, but you don't really like it. Then there's the zone of kind of like, you know it. It's kind of like basic things that you should probably do. And then there's like the zone of, I have no skills in this and how impactful it is to have maybe someone like a business coach be able to help you find your zone of genius so that you get out of the ruts of some of these other zones that aren't, you know, keeping you excited and passionate about what you do. Cause it sounds like like with your business, if you guys were successful, it was just too many hours. Like you couldn't get out of the hours to get that excitement back. And then being able to figure out like, maybe this isn't the right path. Maybe your zone of genius is coaching and, you know, just being able to have that person bounce ideas off of is so powerful. It is. And so an analogy that I use a lot of times is running your business is like snorkeling in a swimming pool. You're going to get stuck working in your business. It's just going to happen. I was that person and I know countless others, whether they're clients or otherwise, that get stuck working in their business. So snorkeling, it's like staring at the bottom of the pool and the mask you're wearing inhibits your peripheral vision. All you can see is the bottom of the pool as you're stuck inside those tasks. My job is to come alongside as a silent partner, lift your head up out of the water more times than not, because up above the water line is where our strategy is going to occur. That's when we're going to be the entrepreneur again and be strategic and intentional about how we grow our business and create our processes and have the foundations that we need that are going to allow us to scale so that we're squared away and good to go. And we hit the goals that we want to hit for our business. And one of the big ones is spending more time with friends and family. I love that analogy because it's not fun looking at the bottom of the pool either. It's not like you're, you know, in Jamaica snorkeling. (laughs) (laughs) Nope, definitely not. (laughs) But open up, all of a sudden you'll see a sky, you'll see maybe some trees, maybe some color and maybe kind of be able to be strategic. Because a lot of times I think if you're in a rut, you can't be creative. Therefore, you can't come up with these amazing ideas for your business. 
There's a really cool example in my chapter, and it is a simple flow that every business goes through, and we're all susceptible to declining. The things that got us to where we currently are are not necessarily, usually aren't, the things that are going to catapult us into the next level. There's always a learning process that has to occur getting better, and sometimes we were good enough to get things going, but don't necessarily have all the tools that we need to get to the next space. That's where certain employees come in. That's where certain fractional help comes in. That's where all the different tools that are available to us become more and more important as our businesses continue to grow. Yeah, I'm definitely learning that myself with having the Influence Network Media Company. Technically, I'm a CEO. I still don't know what that means. So I'm still trying to learn, like, what does that mean? But I also understand that there's things that I'm doing today that probably aren't the best suit of time for me to be doing. Right. Outsourcing it, finding someone else to do it. They're still important, but there's things that I should probably be doing outside of that that are going to impact the business more. Sure. hundred percent. That's a very common conversation I have. So you get to write a chapter and you're going to be in powerhouse. It's coming out in a little over a week Yeah. and you raised your hand to be in another book that's coming out here soon. Sales fusion, yeah. which sounds like the two books have given you the ability to kind of do both your passions, right? Your coaching, but also like the sales consulting. So tell me a little bit about your writing journey. Was there any aha moments? I know you said you're very process driven. Did you get stuck in the process or tell me a little bit about how writing these chapters were for you? It's been a really, really fun process. One thing that I learned is, for me anyway, in these two specific examples, it's the engineer coming out in me, it was relatively simple because I knew what the heck I was talking about. So one chapter, perfect. 10 chapters, eh, I don't know, maybe I could, but I love the process of being able to be a contributor in this kind of grand landscape of multiple minds coming together, providing different competencies. So sales fusion, obviously will be all sales focused. So you're going to have multiple people talking about the exact same topic. Whereas in powerhouse, you have people talking about different topics, all important to small to medium-sized business owners. So it'll be fun in sales fusion as the editing gets done and we can all read each other's chapters and stuff to see the collaboration from totally different perspectives. It'd be really exciting. It is really interesting when you have that collective where you all are talking about kind of the same topic, because what happens is everyone has their own perspectives. Again, they have their own insights. They have their own expertise within, let's just say sales. But a lot of times there's some commonalities that are woven through each chapter where, you know, as a business owner, I look at it going, okay, I just had five people tell me the same thing, maybe in different ways. I should probably pay attention. Maybe that's someone I should be doing, you know, it's kind of like that consistent of saying, oh, yep, this makes sense, but you might get some different kind of ways or quirks of doing it. But it's fun because again, you have this group of people that are lifting each other up, helping each other become bestsellers. It's a really cool process. Speaking of bestseller, so that's a goal for Powerhouse and Sales Fusion. And I know that writing a book, there's definitely reasons to write a book. Some are just to you know, be able to say, I'm an author. Others are business related. So tell me, what are some goals that you have for yourself now that you have author and I'm pretty confident best-selling author going to be on your tagline? 
Also a great question. I will tell you that, and to back up just a little bit, I guess deep down, I've always kind of wanted to write something. I just didn't know what or how. And as I engaged more on LinkedIn, I had more and more people go, hey, do you have any books? And I'm going, all I did was type a post on LinkedIn. And people, though, are correlate because they're knowledge hungry. They're hungry for just information and whatnot. And so the more I thought about that, I'm like, okay, but I don't even know where to start. So what was awesome about these two books coming up was here's what the book's about. What can you contribute in a chapter, which really made me buckle down and go, oh, okay, well, I could do this. So the powerhouse, why should I consider business coach? It just flowed from that forcing me to have to think it through. Same thing for sales fusion. I've waffled on a couple of topics, but then coming up with what I ultimately wrote for the chapter turned out great. So part of it, honestly, for me, is just kind of personal satisfaction and validation that after 20 plus years of doing these things, specific to the sales, at least, that it is that kind of personal validation that I've been around the block more than once. I do get this. And then as a business coach, writing through the things that I put in into that chapter help validate that I'm absolutely right where I'm supposed to be doing what I'm doing now. My career and everything has taken me to this point. And this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing because it felt that way as I was typing the words. Beyond that, would be nice from a marketing perspective, I guess, but I can't honestly say that I went into it specifically for that. That'll be kind of a nice supplement to just being able to say I did that and I've wanted to, I just didn't know how, but now I did. Yeah, I think there's definitely tears as far as what a book can do for you. And then one is that, yes, kind of that reiterating your expertise, you know what you're talking about. It's exciting to be able to share that gift with others in a form of a book. And then, you know, if you do it right, then the marketing does come with it. You know, you have that ability to connect with your ideal customer, and then they see you as someone who they want to talk to. So it's great to have kind of that two-tiered be a service but then also hopefully by being a service, you're getting something out of it as well. Yeah, I'm excited at the prospect, no doubt about it. So really looking forward to see how this all unfolds. Well, Jim, it's been great talking to you today. How can our audience connect with you You know, if they want to learn more about what you do or just say hi? Yeah, the easiest way for most people, especially nowadays, is just jump on LinkedIn, just type in Jim Diebold, my profile will pop up, you can read all about my about and how I got to where I'm at today. That would be the easiest way. Message me, we can connect and we'll get together and do a one to one and see how we can help each other. Fantastic. I'll make sure I add the LinkedIn profile link to the episode notes. But Jim, thank you so much for being a part of the Smarts Business Podcast. Absolutely, Jody. I'm so happy to have been part of it. Thanks for listening to the Book Smarts Business Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the show and share this episode with a friend. In the meantime, join our business author community where you can connect with other business authors and learn about becoming an author at authors.influencenetworkmedia.com. Until next time.